Hey all out there, this is I-80 Sports, and we're talking about the NFL, and we're talking about Week 10. Week 10 is the week that was, so let's recap it. Steve, how you doing today? I mean, when your team t- uh, goes ties in, it goes and ties with the worst team in the NFL, I mean... I mean, it, 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 you're the worst team. Uh, no, I mean, we, we we lost our quarterback literally the night before. That's the only, like, small excuse I'm going to give for us. Sure, there will be new come <laughs> as this episode progresses. But let's start out with some news notes from around the league. Here's the traffic report. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. You're up. Talk yeah. Um, so... I mean, the big, the big one, I mean, not the big one, but, you know, Cordero Patterson, who's been a surprise fantasy darling this season, he's being evaluated for an ankle surgery. He's definitely, I mean, not for an ankle injury. He's definitely not going to be ready for the Thursday night game against the Patriots. Um, and it could be a multi-week injury. Um, That's something that doesn't uh, bode well for people who had him in fantasy. I, I know I'm one of the lucky guys who picked him up. Early, mm-hmm. you kind of just saw. I saw the flash, and I knew we're going to talk a little bit about Atlanta and what they're going to do in the future. And I can't wait to talk about that later. But Cordero Patterson was definitely a weapon on this offense. One of the they needed a yeah. weapon. They're they're a star for weapons, and he was plugging in so well, having a good season. Hopefully, this season doesn't come to an end, but his fantasy relevance. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Washington edge rusher Chase Young. I, I know we don't really talk defense here, but he was one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Um, and he is out for the season. Uh, that That's a big loss to Washington, even though it comes on the heels of a very nice upset last week. Um, Aaron Jones, um, another big running back injury, you know, suffered a mild PCL sprain. So he got really lucky and is expected to miss only one to two weeks. And then the last one, um, Baker Mayfield, he left the game with a knee injury. Turns out it's just a contusion, and he and he can most likely play this week. It'll just be pain management. And Baker Mayfield, his his whole body has not been right this season. You see the mechanics gone with his arm. We could talk about his issues, but these are you know some big game injuries. Washington defense has not been playing well at all. So Chase Young being out, that's a hit to their psyche, but it's probably not a hit to the just because they've been so bad this season. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in. We're gonna do this backwards. Usually we talk about top performers the next. But I want to, I want to, I need to sound off, Steve. And okay. you know what segment we have for that? Pump the brakes. Not so fast. It's time to pump the brakes. This is one of those cases where something is so clear to you, and when no one else sees it, you get really mad. Does that ever happen to you, Steve? All the time. So let's talk about Sam Darnold. Of course. <laughs> he was dropped from the Jets. I feel, I feel and- like I'm really about to be attacked here. He was dropped from the Jets and fantasy analysts, including guests on this show, people that we've had that we asked to be on our show and share the spotlight with us, were saying he's going to succeed in Carolina. They were even calling him a sleeper. I got shouted down, but then I won't get shouted down now. Sam Darnold, he's bad at football. Gase did ruin his early career, but Sam Darnold is bad at football. That is the theme of my segment. Sam Darnold is bad at football. That should be my name. (laughs) If you were in on Sam Darnold, shame on you. It's bad analysis to hope something happens and repeat it until everyone becomes surprised when it doesn't happen. 
We should have seen this from miles away. The Sam Darnold experiment is over. His NFL career as a starter is likely over. All the red flags were there. If you ignored them, that's on you. And now I want to connect this to something a little more topical for this week, and that is Mike White. Mike White goes out as a one-in-two quarterback, five touchdowns, four interceptions, 234 yards a game, and somehow fantasy Twitter, just like they did with Sam Darnold, starts talking about him replacing Zach Wilson, who also stinks, but at least he's a franchise quarterback. Mike White was even picked up in some fantasy leagues. It was never going to happen. You can't run trash out against the Bills, and what happened this week? He got smoked 45-17. to 17. Mike White threw four interceptions. Yeah. Can we stop with this silliness now? Just because a quarterback has a good game, and that's exactly what Mike White had. He had one good game. Does not mean he had a good career. We've seen this over and over and over again. It takes seasons worth of college football to evaluate a player heading into the NFL. Mm-hmm. It takes seasons to evaluate what a player is going to do as an NFL starter. Look at players like Tannehill. Look at players like Baker Mayfield. You never know. You can't base it on two or three good or bad weeks. Mike White, Sam Darnold, what are we doing, guys? I got to sound off. That's my pump the brakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to agree with you. I'll, I'll push back a little bit on the Sam Darnold, as always, because I'm, I'm a Sam Darnold truther. Uh, I, I mean, it, he's most likely done for the season with uh, with that shoulder. That's why they brought in Cam. I mean, it, we're, we just got to see what's going to happen next year. It, You're not a it, Sam Darnold truther. You're a Sam Darnold liar. <laughs> I'm a Sam Darnold truther. So I tell the truth about Sam Darnold. What are you pumping uh, the brakes on this week? Uh, well, I, I'm going to pump the brakes on James Conner uh, because, you know, last week he went off for X amount of yards and like over 36 points this week. This week he had 10 carries, 39 yards, a touchdown, three or four receptions, 25 yards, 13.9 points. The the What I want to pump the brakes on are – is James Conner now the primary back in Arizona, even if Chase Edmonds returns in a couple weeks? Yes. You think so? Well, for fantasy purposes, yes, because he has I mean, 11 rushing touchdowns in 10 weeks this season, something like that. And then he adds, you know, a, a couple more. Uh, sorry, one one more rushing. Yes, yes, he is. He's the guy you want to own. He's going to get 50 yards, and he he's going to fall in the end zone every other week. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And you know what? That That's going to put him in a very valuable place. He's he's very high up on the ranking this season. It's because of those touchdowns. This is a good offense, and he's going to get all mm-hmm. the goal line work. Come on, of course. And, and Chase, he's and your Chase, guy, James Conner, man. And Chase, uh, Chase uh, I mean, Kyler Murray's going to be back next week. So, you know, we'll definitely see what happens now with um, with Kyler back in the lineup instead of and how and how the run game is affected with him. Absolutely. I want to sound off on A.J. Dillon, and we're going to pump the brakes again. A.J. Dillon, he had a great game, and he's a valued pickup, and I think a lot of people should spend a lot of fab, even if it's on a two-week loan. But 66 yards on 21 rushes, 3.14 yards average. He won this game by finding the end zone twice. Let's not forget the two fumbles he had week seven versus Washington against a bad Washington defense. He's had trouble since joining the league. 5.3 rushes just a year ago. 4.3 yards per rush this season. He's dropping. He's not getting better. When the bigger the sample size, the worse he's playing. What does that tell you, Steve? You got to put one and two together. Yeah. Right? He also had 15 carries four times this season, yet he hasn't broken 80 yards in any of those games. The touchdowns padded a great receiving day and a mediocre rushing day. He should be a waiver wire pickup. He should be owned in every league, but let's not lock him in as a running back one for the next two weeks just yet. And... If there was a bigger injury, A.J. Dillon still might not be all that valuable. He might be like a fifth for 50 guy. If he falls in the end zone, he's a top 12. If not, he's not. He's not a running back one. And A.J. Dillon, I love him. 
He had a great game, and I cannot take that away from him. Yeah. But I will pump the rake. Yeah. No, totally agree. I've I've never been an AJ Dillon guy. Um, I, I, I never understood that draft pick uh ever since they had Aaron Jones. Uh I mean they had Jamal Williams as well. You know, it, it, it's a, it, he's a he's he's gonna be good good for the next two weeks because he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. But then after that, you just you just, you know, you, 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 if he's unowned, you know, you just put him on your bench and just see what happens. Um, my last person I'm going to pump the brakes on is Cortland Sutton. Um, you know, he's he's really been struggling as of late. He was struggling a little bit before Jerry Judy got back. But now but you know, his target share over the last three games has been abysmal. Four, four targets three weeks ago, two targets last week, three targets yesterday. And, um, and he is, uh, you know, has he fallen out? Uh, blah, sorry. Since Jerry Judy has returned, the targets for Jerry Judy have been four. So they tied then eight, and nine over the last two weeks. Jerry Judy is the number one wide receiver in this offense, but what do we do about Sutton? He has had good games throughout the season, you know, and, and for a while he was, he was one of the top receivers. Now, what do you do with him? Now you, you start him as a flex and you, you temper your expectations. I can't bench him. Yes. He's, he's dropped down. He's, he's dropped down to wide receiver 29. He was, he was, he was for a while in the team. So if you're a top 36 guy, you're starting in most leagues. He's a wide receiver three or a flex. Not great, but you roll with it. You take the good, you take the bad. Okay. Let's now flip the script. Talk about the high performance players of the week. Your I-80 Sports High Performance Players of the Week. I'm going to start with the New England running back, Ramondre Stevenson's. Never rely on a New England running back unless he's the only healthy one in town. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson ran for 100 yards on 20 carries and added four receptions for 14 yards on five targets. Great week, and he put up good numbers when he got the target share. I can't tell you the last time a New England running back ran the ball 20 times and reached 100 yards. We could look back seasons and seasons. I don't know who the last player to do that is. Ramondre Damian Stevenson. Harris two weeks ago. Great job. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Christian McCaffrey, he had 13 carries, 95 yards. He caught all 10 of his passes for 66 yards, 21.1 fantasy points. It was just, I'm putting him on here for high performances just because it was nice to see CMC back. And, you know, he didn't make the top three performers this week, but he's getting all those scrimmage yards. Let's hope he can stay healthy. Let's hope that train people picked him first or second overall, and he has not put up those numbers this season. Let me talk about a guy who has not drafted first or second overall, Dearness Johnson. Mm -hmm. Dearness Johnson, 19 rushes for 99 yards, seven receptions for 58 in a game where Cleveland was blown out by the Patriots. A nice relief appearance by the other Cleveland running backs who were out with injuries and COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look too deep here, but he also had similar relief numbers in week seven where against Denver, where he rushed 22 times for 146 yards and a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Having two great running backs is nice. Having three great running backs is fantastic. If he comes out and has another good game this season, it could give Cleveland the confidence to go out and trade a running back this offseason. Dearness Johnson doing very well, and he's going to be one of my high performance players of this week. Yeah, I mean, totally. He's a he's a great running back. I, I, I honestly... Uh, I, honestly, uh, if if Dearness Johnson keeps on performing the way that he's performing, the, Kareem Hunt becomes expendable. 
because because Dearness Johnson can do everything that Kareem Hunt can do. It's just that Dearness Johnson is younger. So so I, you I love Kareem Hunt though, and I'm not too. sure I quite agree there. But I do think it's the the wheels are going to be opened up. Cleveland's got to do something this offseason. Dearness Johnson's going to give them the the value to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if it, you know it. it it, it will just see what happens. My my next performer, um, CD Lamb. Um, he had a carry for twelve yards, but he but the big money was six of seven receiving, ninety four yards and two touchdowns, posting twenty five point six um points. It was just nice to see a, a rebound game from him. I traded for him two weeks ago and was thoroughly disappointed when he when he posted almost nothing. So I was really happy to see him put up twenty five point six points in half PPR. Um, let's just let's just hope that he stays consistent. I love CD Lamb, but I have to say I am out. I have no shares right now because I sold high. I sold mm. high before the mini slump hit, and you know he's been up and down all season long. We talked about that last. He's kind of taken over for Amari Cooper in having these boomer bust games. I am out, and that is fine because I got the value I wanted. I did invest and get some high end running backs, and I did get invest and get some high end wide mm-hmm. receivers in return. So I'm okay with with that there. But CD Lamb, excellent, excellent bounce back week. Um, before you go on to your last one, you were you were saying you, you were saying when to look back to see when a when a Patriots running back, aside from Ramondre Stevenson, had twenty carries for over a hundred yards, twenty Damian, and hundred, yes, not uh, twenty or one hundred, because Damian Harris has done that 20, this season twenty times. and twenty and one hundred, yes, Damian Harris week one, twenty three rushes, a hundred yards exactly. Okay. So it was ten weeks, it was ten weeks, <laughs> very good. Now I'm going to jump on and talk about Wayne Gallman a little bit, someone who I've talked about that on the show multiple times before the Falcons got blown out 43 to four to the Cowboys this weekend and this offense was broken but you also saw Wayne Gallman do what I predicted earlier this season which is to take over as the leader in this back he led the game with 15 carries for 55 yards added 21 uh touchdowns uh, added 21 not uh, touchdowns that'd be great added 21 yards on a grab and he also looked like a real running back we know Cordero Patterson is a weapon he's also an injured Mm -hmm. weapon Mike Davis is not the answer. Gallman is very good at football. He did very well on the Giants last, and he's going to be listed as a starter on Atlanta very soon. Get him in your lineup by the time week 13, 14, 15 comes around. He's going to be a 20-touch-a-week guy. Get him in there, Wayne Gallman. Yeah, I mean, uh, before before Patterson went down with the injury, Patterson was running the ball really well himself. He had four carries for for 25 yards. But then when Gallman came in getting those 15 carries, 55 yards, you know, he did he you know, he was doing his job. But, you know, we got we we can both agree. Mike Davis was the biggest free agency bust of this of this season. Like I think Wayne uh, Gallman got 15 uh, carries, 16 touches. The other running backs combined, I think they got nine carries. So I mean, it is far in a way. He's he's going to pass up that 75 percent uh, touch rate, and mm. he's going to be maybe not a workhorse back, but he's going to be very valuable in fantasy football very soon. You can mark my words uh, on that. Yeah, especially especially with um, Patterson out. All right, my my last my last high performance guy, Hunter Henry. He he was really good this week. Four of four for thirty seven yards. Okay, but it was the two touchdowns. You know, um, it, it, fun fact: when I was going back and doing some research, Hunter Henry has scored a touchdown in six of his last seven matchups. He is now tight end three on the season in half PPR. I love it. Someone to keep an eye on Hunter Henry. Let's now talk about our worst briars, our flat tires. 
highway is full of letdowns and disappointment. Here's our flat tire. Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know. You picked it. It was me. Okay. Flat tire. Miles Gaskin. I could just say that and, and be good enough, but I won't. I'll talk about how he's supposed to have no competition this season with Sal Von Ahmed and Malcolm Brown as the other running backs on the roster. I never loved him, but I did see some opportunity. Let's look at what he's done with that opportunity. This week, he was shot down by Baltimore, 14 rushes for 31 yards. That's okay because Baltimore is a very good run defense. Last week, he faced the Houston Texans, rushed 20 times for 34 yards, one of the worst games against the easiest run defenses in the NFL. Over the last three games, Gaskin is running 2.2 yards per attempt, which is inexcusable in the NFL. Gaskin is the flat tire. No wonder no one could pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'll push back against is that Houston has been pretty consistent against the run. Um, they, they've not been terrible against it. But other than that, I agree with all of your points there. Like, How, how good do you think they are versus the run Houston? Do you know? Because I have the numbers up right here. Ah, oh, man. I, they are I, 31st out of 32 against the run. They have let 136.9 yards per game in the last three games. They've allowed 128, hmm. and that's including the stinker that Gaskin put up. And come huh. on. that That's I, I, okay. I, hey, when I'm wrong, I, I'm wrong. I know. I agree on your next guy. Talk about him. Um. So let's see. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz here. 23 of 34 um, completions, 180 yards, no touchdown, 7.1 um, fantasy points. Honestly, I, ex I expected I expected Wentz to play a lot better, especially since his last his last five games he put up 21, 17, 18, 19, and 24. He's been pretty consistent. Last week before this stinker, he was he was QB 10 on the season, which shocked me to be honest with you. Um, but you know, I I, I can't just I can't. I just can't decide if it was a bad game or if the Jags defense has really been improving ever since their bye, especially since they shut down Josh Allen in week nine. What do you think? I, I don't love Carson Wentz. I, I think I don't he's either. been given every chance in the world. He can't stay healthy. He puts up games like this. I don't know what to make of it anymore. All I know is it's not my problem. I don't Carson <laughs> Wentz is not my problem. Neither is he's not mine either. But here's someone who is my problem. Matt Ryan. Oof. We get it. Julio's gone. But Matt Ryan is supposed to be a gun slinger. It doesn't matter if he's throwing the second, third string wide receivers. He's a vet who should be putting up more than 252 yards per game with 15 touchdowns and eight interceptions. You could blame the Falcons and they deserve it. But I want Ryan to go out in a blaze of glory, not a thump and a dud. Matt Ryan, you're flat top. Yeah. I mean, he, you say, you say, you say throwing the second and third string wide receivers. He's throwing to like fourth and fifth string string. Oh, receivers. it's not He's, that bad. Yes, it is. After Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, who is a rookie, you you have you have uh, Cicadas who, or, or whatever his name is. You have Russell oh, Gage. Zacchaeus, who's been very good. You also have uh, Russell Gage, who who looked incredible at points last season. Last season. Last season. Yeah, the, so so like he can catch when someone gets him the ball. Yes. Well, well, we're in the 2021 season right now, and Russell Gage has done nothing. He sucks. Or Matt Ryan can't get on the ball. One or the other. That's why he's a flat tire. Your next pick. Um, I am going with Mike Williams. <laughs> in his last three fantasy outings, one point, six point eight points, five point three points. Should we start to panic? Because he is still wide receiver 15, but that's off the back of two 30-point um, games. Outside of those 30-point games, especially the last three since the bye, 
he's a, he's been a total dud. Should we start to panic? Yes. Okay. What do we do? I mean, it's like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is still technically lower in the fantasy rankings than him, but you know, are, are Keenan you gonna... Allen is Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams has been a flash in the pan his entire career. I yeah. love me some Mike Williams, but I mean, you have to kind him? of expect this. Okay. <laughs> two 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 games is a Three. trend. Three is a habit. Huh? Let's talk about Austin Eckler. Flat tire now. He's just got to get his tires changed and get back on the road. But inexcusable. He's only seen receptions in the last two games combined. He's a straight-up baller. Needs to be a more explosive part of this Chargers offense. He's been very good, but he has so much more left in the tank. Let's open him up a little bit. Uh, he had 59-yard performance this past week. He should be doubling that on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. Austin Eckler, let's get him out. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I don't have much to add to that. You know, the the way that he's been used the last couple weeks, it, it, it just, it, uh, you know, it's whether they're being very conservative because he has an injury we don't know about. I know that he was injured week one, but he's... Well, he's been on the injury report every week this season, and I get mm. that. But, like, you know... Get in or get out. <laughs> get, yeah. get in or get out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the AFC West. I'm going with Jock, Josh Jacobs here. Um, it, you know, seven carries, sixteen yards, five of five receptions for twenty yards. Um, six point one points. The Chiefs are not dominant against the run at all, and Josh Jacobs was supposedly healthy for this game. He was not on the final injury report, so there is no reason he should have put up the abysmal stat line he did. You know, like I said, the Chiefs are a weak run defense, and and they, and and to only have seven carries for sixteen yards. I mean, those five receptions and half PPR for twenty yards are basically what saved his are, are what saved his night. Yeah, I agree. You know, for this, it was very, very largely game script for me. I don't think the plan was to give Josh Jacobs the ball thirteen times, but that's what had to happen. And you know, with the Chiefs, I don't. I'm out on the Chiefs. That offense has not been looking very good. They looked good this week, and they're going to do that. This this was a barn burner game, and Jacobs isn't that kind of back. It is what it is, but you know what else it is? It is a football Monday night. We're going to head over and watch that game over on ESPN. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, glory to Columbus Pod. Thank you for uh, joining us. Just picked up us up us up on the Twitter stream, but we're going. We're out. Have a great week.